again, beautiful beings, and welcome back to another Expand Podcast episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I am talking about mermaids. I don't think I've ever actually dedicated a video to this, and as always, this is just what I've channeled. I have not read any books or taken any insight from anyone else, so most likely you've never heard of the stuff and the stories that I'm about to tell you, uh, which is pretty cool. You know, it's great to have this untainted perception because the stories that I have are so unique in that way. Like I said, you know, take it or leave it. As always, this is totally up to your own discernment. I don't know much. I don't I don't know a whole lot about the mer people. That's what I like to call them the mer people. Mermaid seems a little Disney. It seems a little I don't know, fantastical, I guess. Now, one of the first experiences I had with channeling the mermaids, I've never personally felt super connected to them, let's say. I don't know why. I do love the water. Not a big fan of the ocean. I I realized this. I just moved from LA. I was in Los Angeles for about four years, and I was about 25, 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes on a traffic day from the ocean. But I mean, even then, I never really, I never went into the water. I never even really felt inclined to stick my feet in the water. And this really surprised me because I always considered myself like a water baby. I'm a cancer. I love water. I love drinking water. I am obsessed with taking baths, with being in a hot tub. You know, showers are okay, but it's more so like sitting in water. And so I really shocked myself as to why I never (laughs) explored the ocean. And I realized coming back to Canada, especially, uh, you know, Ontario, Canada, that I am a water person, but I'm more so a lakes and rivers type of person. I love fresh water. That's what I really love. I love fresh water, but specifically I love running water more so than anything else. There is something magical about rivers. And there's something magical about lakes. There's something almost overwhelming about an ocean for whatever reason. I don't know. So, yeah, maybe that's why I don't have like a full connection to the mer people. It's really all I know is from what I've channeled. There are two lifetimes in particular I want to bring up that I've channeled, not my own lifetimes, but someone else's. So, this woman comes to me, first time client, I think probably first and last. I don't know if I ever channeled her again. I went into this lifetime. And I don't know what the intention was or what the purpose was. I just remember the life. I immediately get drawn back to this lifetime where she was a fisherman. And she would try, so she she was a man in that lifetime. And she began her life fishing with everyone else. She She began on like a kind of a larger commercial fishing boat. And I want to say that this is around early 1600s. And she was on this like large boat and she just felt like there was no respect for nature. Like, I don't know why she just had this feeling like, yeah, I'm a fisherman and yes, I'm providing fish for my family and my community, but she just didn't resonate with the way that it was being done. So instead she ended up saving up all her fisherman money and bought herself a little boat and uh, she would row out. Uh, solo 
and go fishing. And what she would do is set intentions, put out the, the a certain vibration, I guess. And she would call the fish in. And all of a sudden, she started catching fish. Not a whole lot, but catching more fish than everyone else. And so there was this respect energy that she had. And uh, everyone else thought that she was pretty weird because she was just on her own, never really fit in, you know, had that kind of starseed issue. And then she met this mer person. I, I don't remember if it was a male or a female, but basically, you know, as she's out on her own in this small boat, this humanoid fish creature came up to her. There was no communication. It's not like they just popped out of the water and started talking English. It was more like a telepathic connection, like a knowing. And because she had been putting out, let's just say, good vibes, all right, and like harmony with nature, there was, and I guess she wasn't intimidating either because it was just one one man, one boat, one small boat. And so this mer person and her started to create this rapport. And the mer person would show up almost every day, eventually, kind of, it took a while to kind of get, get to that point. And the mer person would show this man where to fish over here, over here, right? Follow me. And the, the fishermen started coming back with like boatloads and boatloads of fish. And all of the other fishermen started to wonder what he was doing. You know, what is the tactic? What is the skill? To the point where they would try and follow him out. And every time he was followed, the mer person would never come around. But that was my first experience with mermaids, mer people. And it didn't really surprise me because I do, I really did have an open mind even back then of like, ah, anything's, anything's possible. You know, at that point I was also talking to interdimensionals. So mer people weren't totally like off the, the charts for me. And crazy enough, after I channel this lifetime and I'm talking to this client, her jaw is just dropped and she's like, this is really crazy, Elizabeth, because you don't know this. But I've always had this connection to mermaids. And she lifts up her pant leg and she has like a full-blown, like half-calf mermaid tattoo. It's super beautiful, realistic merp tattoo. Just so cool. And I'm like, oh my God, that is wild. And then there's another lifetime that I tapped into. And this was actually quite recently. Now, although I don't do one-on-one -on -one sessions anymore... I do have monthly giveaway winners for my membership. So if you are a creator member on my Cosmic Society membership, you are automatically entered to win every single month into a 30-minute draw, uh, which is really awesome. So, you know, I will intuitively pick someone who really needs the information. And honestly, every month it's been really synchronistic of who I choose and what they need at that time. And so I will give them a free 30-minute session just for being a creator. So I highly recommend you check out the creator membership, not to mention the free 30-minute session, but you get access to all of my previous videos. Like I have videos from 2016. I have private videos. I have personal videos. I have content being released every month, um, never before seen content, channeling content, traveling. I mean, you name it. 
like over almost a thousand videos I have on that platform. And as a creator, you get access to that, not to mention a an 11-11 credit every single month that you can put behind anything you want in the entire website, anything digital, I should say. So that being said, um, I do still have these one-off sessions every month. And I think it was just last month with my last creator winner that I channeled them as a Pleiadian, well, I should say Atlantean, but I always see the Atlanteans and Limerians as really, really, really high amounts of Pleiadian DNA. So I always like to call them Pleiadians. And so I saw her as a Pleiadian man in Atlantis, and she was doing this like, it almost looked like Tai Chi. It was like this slow, almost meditation, this slow movement meditation energy work that she was doing at the side of this. It wasn't a cliff. It was like, it looked like a stone platform. That's what it looked like. It was like a a flat stone platform. It had all these etchings and markings on it, and it was right beside the water. And I've seen different Atlanteans do this before. Like they, they really knew how to work with energy, movement, um, even things like telekinesis as well. So being able to kind of lift material objects. I should actually do a whole podcast episode on Atlantis and Limeria and what I've channeled about it. And it's pretty freaking wild. So as this this Atlantean man is doing these weird like hand movements by the edge of the, the ocean, there's this person that came up out of the water. And eventually, same thing, they created a rapport. They were both extremely telepathic. So it was more so like you didn't really have to speak each other's language in order to connect and communicate. Uh, You know, side note here, I do want to mention that mer people, I believe that there's many different species of mer people, of humanoid aquatic life, I should say, all around this planet. And on many, many other planets, there are these mer people. And I just want to say that it's not a Disney movie, all right? They're not traditionally good-looking people. Uh, (laughs) They don't have these, you know, beautiful, busty bodies and this long whatever hair. Uh, It's not like that. Like, the closest representation that I've seen to what I've seen in my visions is the Harry Potter movie where, of course, Harry Potter, I'm such a millennial, the Harry Potter movie where Harry Potter does the uh, Triwizard Tournament, I think it's called, and he ate like weeds and he had gills. And then he, when he dove underwater, there was these people that looked actually kind of, well, I don't want to say they look gross, but like, you know, they just they look like fish people, and that's the closest I've seen to a representation of the mermaids. So I do want to just mention that they're not these beautiful, effervescent-type beings, but they are beautiful in their own right. And so what happened between this Atlantean and this person is that they built a rapport, they were very telepathic, and they taught each other their skills. So the Atlantean ended up teaching the mer person about the technologies, the abilities, and a lot of the technologies that the Atlanteans had were actually through crystals, charged crystals. So the Atlantean would teach the mer person about 
the land and about these crystals and about what they did with the crystals and and culture and language and even things like politics and hierarchy and and really everything and then the mer person told him all about their culture, their land, their techniques, their tools, their reality, essentially. And they would exchange this information and insight. And now it's so funny. I'm I'm just thinking back to that because that didn't happen. Like it didn't happen too long ago, meaning, you know, me channeling that. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, is that the story of the Little Mermaid? Because it feels like now looking back, I never really channeled that it was a romantic relationship, but now looking back, it seriously feels like that was a romantic relationship. It was a female mermaid and it was a male Atlantean. Not that that gender norms matter, especially when you're going interspecies, but uh, wow, yeah, it, it does feel like that's like the original Little Mermaid is, is that lifetime. And I don't think that they were ever able to be together in that way, but they were together in the way that, you know, emotionally they were connected. And the Atlantean would swim with the mermaid quite often. The mermaid was, wasn't was able to, I guess, get around on land, but the Atlantean did bring her into town, like show her around a little bit. And I don't know if mer people have the ability to be on land and breathe the air and be in water? Like how badass would that be to have both? I actually just saw a video the other day of, I think someone in Montreal, someone in Canada, I believe, found a brand new fish that they've never seen before. It's bright orange, kind of looks like a goldfish, but it has legs. And I was laughing so hard, like the legs of this fish, like it was walking around on the ground and the legs would stretch out. It was the weirdest looking, like really did look pretty alien. And I always laugh when looking in our pond at the tadpoles because there's always this like awkward teenage phase of the tadpoles where they still have a tail, but they also have little legs. And I'm like, you are totally an awkward teenager right now. You know, you've got it all. You've got all the things. You're just growing into yourself. Anyway, super bizarre, super, super bizarre. So yeah, I don't really know the mechanics of merpeople. Now, if you want to really think about mermaids and merpeople as like a grouping of some sort, I would say that mermaids fall into the category and the realm of elementals. And I totally resonate with them. I feel like there are also like creatures and cryptids and, and merpeople also in lakes as well. I think it depends on the lake, maybe a great lake or a lake that's super deep and very vast. I think they could exist in just like the Loch Ness Monster. I do believe that there is some sort of crazy old dinosaur type being that lives down there um, as well. You know, super cool. So I hope that you enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. I don't have much else to say about that, but I do want to say that they are for sure real. They are 100% real and they're on this planet. I do believe that because of the poisoning that we're doing to the oceans and the microplastics and all of this really awful stuff, that their their populations are decreasing. There's just, it, it is a vast big ocean. So therefore, I do believe that they still exist probably in the deep, deep depths of the ocean. 
And I think that they probably have a lot of the sort of sonar type of techniques and other things that we see in dolphins. I think that they're very, very highly sensitive to other things in the water, and that's why we don't see them quite often. But I do believe that they exist, and I hope that eventually one day we foster a connection with them because they're a part of this land. They're a part of our culture. They're a part of us, and we're a part of them, and I want to bring that connection back desperately, you know, even though I'm, I'm freaked out about the ocean. Not, not my place. I've, I've discovered that. I'll stick to the lakes, and I'll stick to the rivers, and I'll stick to the waterfalls, but I'm, I'm good with the ocean. That's cool. <laughs> As always, thank you all so, so much for being here. Be sure to check out the membership. There's just so much I'm offering. And the best thing about the membership is I get to say whatever I want. The, the best thing is I am no longer a slave to any social media platform. If I get kicked off YouTube, if I get kicked off of Instagram or Facebook or Spotify or what Apple Podcasts, I have my own censorship-free, encrypted, super safe membership platform, and no one can touch me. No one can take 30% of, of that, you know? No one can tell me what I can say. No one can, you know, put me down, which is amazing. So if you want to check that out and go through, just binge watch all of my content, that's where you want to go. That is absolutely where you want to go. And I guess one more thing is, uh, if you're wondering how to get to the membership platform, just go to my website, elizabethapril.com, click log in, and you will see the membership right there for you. We're working on a mobile app and all of that great stuff, but it works great on mobile as well. So just know elizabethapril.com, click to log in, you'll see the pricing plan page. Uh, you can sign up for free and just check it all out as well. Until next time, I will see all of you in the New Earth Frequency. 